God's word is his weapon for revival and transformation of lives for his glory. Prepare your heart as you receive the word of God coming to you from Calvary Way Revival Labors. For inquiries and counsel, you can send an email to calvaryrevivallabors at gmail.com or call 08065607999. God bless you as you listen and obey. I'm going to use a few minutes to talk about women and discipleship. Women and what? Let's read one or two scriptures as a, a, a start. Look at Luke chapter 8. Turn your Bibles, everybody, to Luke chapter 8. Are you there? Let's read from verse 1. And it came to pass afterward that he went throughout every city and village preaching and chewing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him. Verse 2. And certain women which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary called Magdalene out of whom went seven devils, and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others, which ministered unto him of their substance. Please, if you are holding your Bible and you are reading with us, underline many others. Many what? What is the meaning of many? What is the meaning of many? So many other women. Three of them we are mentioned. But the truth is that it is not only three of them that are the followers of Jesus among women. The Bible said Jesus went to several cities and villages teaching the word of God and preaching. The twelve were with him. But not only the twelve. There were so many other women that we are following him as he's going. Following him. What is discipleship? If I will remind us, it is following Christ, learning from him in order to become what? To become like him. Now, turn, I think I will end from 1 Peter chapter 3. First Peter chapter 3. Let me consider that scripture and then end there. Are you in First Peter chapter 3? Now, let's read just verse 1. One to go. Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives. What is the meaning of likewise? Any version that is not King James that did not use likewise. Yes? Yes? 
Thank you. Which version is that? Contemporary. It means that first word. Who? You are holding a different version now? Who is holding another version? That is not King James. How did good news, living Bible, how did they put it? Yes? Hallelujah. Which version is that? NIV, okay? Thank you. Wives, in the same way, likewise means what? In the same way. You have said it now. In the same way. That is to say, that's chapter 3 of First Peter. Compare wives to something. Are you following what I'm saying? If you're following me, let me see how I hand up. If I say destiny in the same way, do this. What am I trying to do? I'm trying to tell you, I have, in fact, I have given you a model. Then I'm not asking you in the same way that this model is, you should follow. Do you understand that now? So before chapter 3 of 1 Peter, there is something that is in chapter 2 that is asking wives to copy. And that's what I want us to see. Look at, the, go back to uh, chapter 2, verse 21 to maybe 24. 1 Peter chapter 2, 21 to 24. For even here unto where you called, because Christ suffered for us. Leaving us an example that you should do what? Follow his steps. Who did no sin? Neither was guile found in his mouth. Who, when he was revived, revived not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. Who, his own self, bare our sins in his own body on the tree. That we, being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. For you were as sheep going astray, but now return unto the shepherd and the bishop of your souls. Now, who is this author asking the wives to follow from the, uh, this place we have read now? Eh? Christ. He said, in the same way, that Christ walked, lived. Wives follow. What is significant about Christ in verse 23, okay, 22, he said, he did not sin. 
and no guile was found in his mouth. But it was verse 23 that was the key verse that should be copied here. He said, when he was revived, he did not what? Revived again. When he suffered, he threatened not. But what did he do? He committed himself to him that judges what? Righteously. You now say, likewise, in the same way that Christ did not revive back when he was revived, in the same way that he did not threaten when he suffered, but committed himself to the righteous judge. Wives, submit to your own husband. What is this teaching us? That we have to model our life as wives, as women, to become like that of Jesus. That's the essence of discipleship. There is a peculiar discipleship for women. We have general discipleship. But when you come to the peculiar discipleship of women, then you will notice that women must pursue becoming and behaving like Christ, even as wives. And that was why he said, even if your husband does not know God, he said, there is a possibility that by your living like Christ, you will convert him. Somebody following me. Eh? You know, I told you, I, told, I think two days ago or so, or yesterday, that God has given every woman power to change her husband. Every woman has the power to do what? To change her husband. But you don't change your husband by authoritative words or confrontation. You change your husband by submission. And the way Jesus submitted to the Father, he handed over everything to God. In fact, let's read down. He said, Why they beheld your chaste conversation coupled with fear. Verse 3. He said, Your adornment, let it not be the outward plating of the hair, or wearing of gold, or putting on of fine apparel, but let it be the hidden man of the heart, in that which is not corruptible, the ornament of meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God, of great price. The ornament. I don't, I don't have time to start dealing with this ornament today. Maybe subsequent times we will look at this ornament. The ornament. The earring of meekness. So many women are putting on physical earring. The ornament, gold, jewelries. But they have not put on the correct ornament that God says you should put on which is a meek and a quiet spirit. Now he said, in the sight of God is of a great price. Women, listen. God said in this passage, 
that your beauty should not be as a result of the physical things you are put, putting on. The general mindset that people have is that they are beautiful when they make up, when they put on fine apparel, when they put on gold, when they put plate their hair. That's the general understanding. But God is saying your own mindset should be different. That what makes you a beautiful woman before God is that you possess a quiet spirit. Do you remember that a foolish woman is loud? Do you remember? A quiet spirit and a meek spirit. What is a meek spirit? What is meekness? Meekness is when he was revived, he did not revive in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to God who judges righteously. Where will women learn this life? From Jesus. That's why we said you must be a follower of Christ. Christ must be your model. Christ must be your example. Don't learn lessons from films that you have watched about marriage. You know, there are so many films that present how people are living in home. Am I correct? And many of us have watched those films, you know, when you are small, as you are growing up. These are films that are acted by unbelievers. They will show you how women are cheating their husband, how they are doing this, how they are doing that. And then you see yourself, you know, copying those things, doing like that. You don't learn from any other source apart from Jesus. That's when you know that you are a true disciple of Christ. You are a follower of Christ learning from him how to behave, how to respond, how to act. That's discipleship. Following Christ, learning from him in order to become like him. So your life, if it, you see Jesus warned us, we became his followers, we became his disciples. How? Because when he was revived, when men were beating him, when men were accusing him falsely. Are you getting that? Later, he now began to bring, by the reason of that life. So when you read about Christ's death and how he suffered, ah, it will touch you. Say, let me give my life to Jesus. I told us, I think yesterday, about how a man, eh? I didn't tell you how the man, that man later got converted. The man that said to his wife, I want you to tell me what I will do and I will get you angry once again. You remember the story? The man later became a serious evangelist. How did he got converted? By the life of the wife. By the li I don't know what can be more true than the Bible. The Bible said, even if your husband is disobedient to God, eh, by your life, Remember, also, your prayer life is part of it. I tell women must be prayerful people. Women must learn to pray. Because, you know, if you can pray, there is a God to answer. So, when you have a problem and you are carrying it and you are complaining, most times we like complaining, we like talking about it, we like, uh, you know, someone that will talk to you and... Uh, Sometimes you notice that when you share a problem you have with somebody, after sharing, it looks as if you are relieved, isn't it? 
What do you want? Being relieved or solution to the problem? If you keep telling people how bad your husband is, how your husband is not caring for you, how your husband is not providing for you, how your husband, you will only get relief. When you finish talking to the person, the person will say, No, oh, the way not we no going to do. What will you do? I will just talk to you, and after talking to you, we get relieved. After a while again, the thing will start bothering you again. Are you getting me? But if you can go to God, if you can go to God, and pray. So, by your life, including your prayer life, your husband can be turned to Jesus. And look at what we have in our time. If we say this is men's savage conference, will all your husbands be here? If you know that this is men's savage conference, that your husband will be here, raise your hand. Please, look at your neighbor. Look well. Those who are at the front, look to see how many hands that are up. How many hands are up? You can see. And let me tell you something. It's a challenge. Women, listen. It's a challenge. Until your husband is converted, you are not yet serious. Write it down. Put your name there. I'm not yet serious with my... Because everything you are doing, he can, the devil can enter him one day and rubbish it. Two of us. So, don't ever take it as a small thing. That is the way we handle things. Look, look, look at the way women handle things. If your, your, your son or your daughter has not paid school fees and the school proprietor is, or headmaster or headmistress or principal is saying, if you don't come to school tomorrow with your school fees, eh, you will be chased back. A woman can have sleepless night because of that. Two of us. Why are you not having sleepless nights when your husband is not born again? Why are you eating food when you can fast? Haven't you heard that Jesus said that this kind of demon that is possessing your husband does not go away except by what? Prayer and fasting. You'll be eating food when you finish eating the morning one. You eat between morning and afternoon. You eat that one. And then you go for yentachala. You eat that one. And your husband is not born again. He's drinking beer in a beer parlor, smoking. And even pursuing another woman and you don't know. And you are comfortable. Complain that man is is, is nonsense man. Yeah? He's a wicked man. When you are supposed to carry it as a burden and say to God, I'm not going to eat morning and afternoon eat food for one week. I want you to give me my husband. How many women will take up that challenge here? No, no, no. You can't continue like this. Though. The salvation of your husband is in your hand. And you must take action for it. That's how Jesus took, took it upon himself. For our salvation. And the Bible says, copy him. Women, wives, copy Jesus. Let it be a border, a, something that is bothering your heart. Let it give you sleepless nights. Cry to God. The Bible says, and Samuel cried to God all night. And say, God, I heard that you are the God that does all things. I want you to give me my husband. I want you to be saved. Now, listen carefully. Are you listening? Are you listening? There is a price for everything, both spiritual and physical. Most times, when you pray a particular prayer point, 
and he, you didn't get answer. What exactly happened is that you have not paid the proper prayer price. You have prayed, but the prayer you have prayed is not up to the force that will bring the answer to you. Prayer is a force. Have you seen where seven persons are pushing a car? Maybe four persons started pushing a car, and the car is not moving. Then the fifth person joined, the car did not move. Sixth person, seven person. Then when the eighth person now put hand, what happened? What do you understand by that? Seven persons are, are pushing, but the car did not move until the eighth person comes. Listen, there are situations that the present prayer you are praying, if you pray it, you will die. That situation will remain like that. Because no matter how many years seven persons is pushing that car, when the car move, the car is not considering the time. You say, I've been praying for my husband for five years. Nothing is happening. It's because you have not prayed with the level of force that will move something to happen in that situation. Is somebody getting blessed? Listen carefully. This is the truth. I remember praying for somebody. After praying for a while, God said, you have not even touched this prayer point. What 1,000 naira can buy? Eh? 500 naira cannot buy it. Two of us. You cannot... This morning, I was calling... Uh, um, what do you call it? The towing van that will come and help to tow our brother's um, uh, vehicle. And the man said, 10,000. I said, 10,000 is too much now. Five, he said, I'll buy your phone now. I'll off this phone now. You are not serious. I said, that. I was still begging. He off the phone. I called again. He didn't pick. I called again. He picked. He said, I told you that it's 10,000. Are you ready? If you're not ready, don't call this line. The man knew the price of his service. And he doesn't want to change it. That's how it is. You will be praying, praying, but your prayer is still 500 other prayer. When, of, let me use 500 prayer. When it is 1,000 prayer that will solve the problem. This is one of the reasons why many prayers have not been answered. How many of you are praying for your husband's salvation here? Raise your hand. Oh God, save my husband. Raise your hand. I want my husband to be a disciple like myself. Listen, those of you who are not praying, I don't even know what to tell you. <laughs> but those of you that are praying, you need to pay the price. If you don't get the price, you will pray it the next 10 years, nothing will happen. But if you pay the price in the next one day, something will happen. That's how it is. Sometimes you need to deny yourself food. You need to say to God like Jacob, unless you do this, I will not leave you. I remember a woman, one of the women that God used to raise me up, challenging us in a testimony she was sharing about her, her brother, who traveled abroad and they lost his contact and for years he's not coming back. She said they have been praying, praying. He said, but one day he said that today is today. He went, she said she went into the place of prayer and was telling God that I will never leave this place until Moses comes back. These several years, this woman has not come back. And she said she was praying and praying and praying and praying and praying. At a time, she 
did her hand like this and got um, the, the leg of the, the bed, this iron bed. And she felt as if this is God. So she decided to hold the thing and say, God, <laughs> I will not leave you today until you answer this prayer. She said that she was there. She felt the presence of angels trying to... She said, I'm not looking for angels. Angels, thank you for coming to... I'm lo- God must do... She remained there until she got an assurance that this prayer has been settled. It wasn't long. Just in a matter of weeks and months, that Moses came back. Who said that God doesn't answer prayer? You have not prayed well. Your husband needs to change. First of all, you need to change. Your life, your character will change. Then your prayer life will change. And when your husband becomes born again, you will enjoy your marriage. I mean, if your husband becomes a disciple, you will not be crying the way you are crying now. Because he will, his head will become Christ. And his decisions will become correct. Some of us, when your husband gets money from work, let's say he got 10,000 naira from work today, 5,000 naira will go in Biapalo. Eh? And then, the other 5,000, I don't want to say what men are doing. Men are doing so many things. It's when the man comes back in the evening, you see the man. But do you know what he was doing outside? The word of men is a terrible word. Eh? And when it is unbelieving men, it's serious. So, for those money that kept going outside, and you, you know that your husband is, is getting money, but you are not eating the money. Why will you continue to suffer? Why don't you hold God and say, God, I want my husband to be born again? Because once that happens, you will see your, your home proper, settled. Things will start flowing. How many women are taking challenge today to pray until something happens over their husband? To change until something happens? That's one of the things that this scripture says, likewise, wives must do something for their husband's salvation. Let us pray. Rise up and pray. You must be serious as a disciple before you can help your husband to be a disciple. Women followed Jesus and they followed his example. How he he left the glories of heaven, paid the price for the salvation of man. Please, can you pay the price, prayer price, for the salvation of your husband? Will you take up that challenge and say, God, I will not give you rest. And I will not rest myself until my husband becomes a born-again Christian. It's a, a serious challenge. Until my husband becomes a disciple, I take it upon myself as a challenge today. First of all, you must be a disciple yourself. Husband must be brought to him. Those of you that are not married, pray and make sure that you don't marry an unbeliever because you will suffer it. Ask God to help you to, to be a disciple indeed. There are so many things that are distracting women from discipleship. Martha was distracted by so many things. But Mary chose 
the right path. The Bible says, holy women of old trusted in God and they obeyed their husbands. Sarah was an example. Take it up, take it up, take it up as a challenge and say to God, it is because of me that my husband will be saved. I will make sure that I pay the price. I will pray until something happens over his life. I want to see results. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. I want to pray for those who are taking up responsibility today for the salvation of their husbands, for their discipleship, for their discipleship and the discipleship of their husband and their children. If you are here and you are saying to God, I am going to take up responsibility. Not just for the salvation, but for the discipleship of my husband and my children. I want to pray for you. Leave your seat and come forward. Quickly. Leave your seat and come forward. I'm not going to play with it anymore. I'm not going to take it lightly anymore. I will take it serious. I want my, my, my husband, my family, God can do all things. And I need grace to take up this matter. Come forward, come forward. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. That God will give you the grace. And he will open the heavens above you. That as you pray, he will answer you. And as your life changes, as your life is transformed to become like Jesus, you will see the results in your husband and family life. Lift up your hand and say, God, help me to take my own discipleship serious. As a priority, some of us are still not consistent in discipleship. On Sunday evening, you will go somewhere else. When you know you are supposed to be in discipleship to learn of Jesus in order to become like him. It seems as if you are not yet committed as a disciple yourself. How can you bring your husband into discipleship when you are not committed to discipleship? Can you say to God, I choose Jesus. I choose to be at his feet to learn of him as a disciple both personally and on Sunday evenings. I make up my mind that no meat, no matter, no meat, no more, no meat, no more, no meat, no meat, no meat is worthy of taking me out of the discipleship lessons that you have for me each Sunday. Lord, I commit myself to this. 
give me grace to be committed so that through my own commitment you will draw my husband to yourself and you will draw my children to yourself as for grace first of all you have to change your conduct has to change your prayer life has to change and then your husband will follow your children will follow make a commitment that your discipleship will not be joked with anymore make a commitment that you will not give excuses again for Sunday evening discipleship thank you father thank you Jesus in the name of Jesus place your two hands on your head as I ask God to give you grace Lord I present these women before you that are taking up responsibility taking it as a personal burden that will bother them and make them to pray hard, pray well, even with fasting, until they see the salvation of their husband and their children. I pray that we give them the grace and the burden and help them to be committed to following Christ yourself. We saw women that we are following Jesus from one city to another. Mary Magdalene, Susanna, Joanna, and many others. They will leave their city and they will be following Christ wherever he's traveling to. Can these women be so? That they can leave everything on Sunday evening and be ready for discipleship to learn of Jesus in order to conform to his image. I pray that we make them serious, committed disciples that are following Christ themselves. In the name of Jesus Christ. That's discipleship and following Jesus, learning of him, becoming like him, will be their priority from today. So that through them, you will not just bring their husband and their children to Christ. Their neighbors, their colleagues, their relations, their friends will be brought to Christ and be made disciples. Receive that grace now. In the name of Jesus. In this women Discipleship Conference, I pray for you that the grace to be a true disciple of Christ come upon you. In quiet and mixed spirit as a woman, that through submission, and through obedience to God, you will become a woman of good understanding, a virtuous woman that is balanced spiritually, physically, economically, and in every other wise. In the name of Jesus, I bless the works of your hand today. I bless whatever you are doing as a business today. And I ask for expansion ideas to come upon your head and boldness to take the right action. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank you for listening. We trust you are blessed by God's word. This message and many more can be downloaded from our website, www.calvaryonline.org. For testimonies, counseling, and prayers, you can send an email to calvaryrevivalibos at gmail.com or call 80 Six five six zero seven nine nine nine. Could also follow us on all our social media platforms at Calvary Revival Lagos. <laughs>